The views expressed on the International Internet Strangers Mixtape do not necessarily reflect the views of the United States, the United Kingdom, their respective societies for the prevention of cruelty to animals, or postal services. All right, everybody, beautiful babies, welcome to uh, the International Internet Strangers Mixtape Trouble in 421 edition. Uh, my name is Damon. And I am Zen. And we have a, a very special uh, episode for you today. Uh, not I, I try to get them to come out on Sundays best I can. Uh, I usually, if, if, if everything's, you know, locked in and going according to plan, I try to get them there. Uh, midnight Greenwich Mean. So. Nice. Uh, but this will be coming to you, let's see, I don't know, midweek sometime on the 21st. Uh, because today, um, as you listen to this, we'll be celebrating the passing of Prince. Now, realizing now I missed a great opportunity for a dearly beloved in the opening, uh. but here we are. <laughs> we'll have Damn to let it, it go. Yep. There's always next year. <sighs> um, so we decided that the best way, uh, I think, to celebrate today uh, would be to do another round of five songs. And I've updated the jingle. Ooh. We got five songs stuck on five. Five songs. What a surprise. We got five songs. My favorites are not five songs. That's all we got. We got five. There you go. That's from. Uh, Gosh, it's on musicology. I, I I search Prince lyrics for the word songs. Nice. I couldn't pick it out. I was trying to figure out what it was, but yeah, topical. I like it. Yeah. Um, so I think it's fair to say that we're both, I think we kind of talked about this in the last episode. We're kind of best of fans of Prince. Yeah. You know, as, as much as I would like to be, um, Claiming the 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 rare gems from the back catalogue, I I think uh, he's one of those guys that I I don't know that much about. Listener, you're finding there's a lot of those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't say that when I'm you know scrolling through Spotify and they've got like the special edition of 1999, I can't be like, oh yeah, I know these B sides already. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, uh, I, yeah, this is going to fall into the category of lovers, not experts. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you're here for like, you know, never before heard Prince tidbits, I'm very sorry to say you're in the wrong place, but stick around. You might have fun anyway. And if you are a less than greatest hits fan, you know, maybe you will find the tidbits. Hmm. Um, I yeah the way I the way I, I figure it um, I am so I'm I'm not the biggest Prince fan the biggest Prince expert but of your friends listener it's probably me <laughs> yeah yeah I think that's like I, fair I fall into the role of the Prince guy for my age group mm. but uh, yeah but it, it's it's too deep for for me I I started too late. <laughs> it doesn't it's not to say i'm not trying you know i'm <laughs> i'm here i'm i'm listening through i uh on an earlier episode i actually recommended the um one night alone live 
compilation. The sun's not coming right in the door. I can take those sunglasses off now. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, you know, we, we do what we can, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it was kind of funny, not funny at all. Um, <clears throat> when, because Prince obviously was, was one of the many victims of 2016. Um, yeah the year that took them all um and you know my mum's favorite singer was george michael who left us on like christmas eve christmas Christmas eve or christmas yeah um so that was very upsetting for her and then obviously bowie died in january and he was he was my person um and my sister was a massive prince fan and then prince died in april it was a bad time yeah i remember the way that I found out. So I found out about um, Bowie because uh, my alarm was set to to the radio Mm. and the morning show started the day with something a little sadder than expected from Bowie. And they had started the day uh, like the two days previous for his birthday with um, maybe Lazarus. I don't know, mm-hmm. which is very slow for a morning show, but, but they had started two days ago. I was like, oh, they're playing Bowie again. That doesn't bode well. Mm. Yeah. And then I found out about Prince, um, because the, the first, the, 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 I got a text asking if I was okay. So that, that was, that was what happened to me with Bowie. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I actually kind of assumed it was Prince from that text. Mm. So what's that? That uh, I believe is my dad playing with um, my kid. Amazing. Yeah. We'll see if that came through on the mix. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, since, since then I, I did a, a dive, like I, you know, I, I had what I had. It, w- it wasn't a very deep collection, but uh, yeah, I hit, hit the library, started listening to, you know, a lot more stuff that I'd been meaning to get. Mm. Uh, and just hadn't so uh yeah and and offering the the mixtape for everybody which yeah was it it's a mixtape a great exercise who would be the last artist that you did that for Uh, chronologically i think tom petty i I don't know that i've offered it up since tom petty and that's 2017 so it's a good uh almost hit the jingle again five years <laughs> yeah yeah i mean touchwood there's there's a few people i don't want to curse it but yeah yeah i've got a couple in mind as well that i'm mm. not going to mention no don't go there yeah. so how are we going to do five songs you want to do one and one or uh yeah let's um since the way i've got it set up um we can jump around so if you want to just go back and forth i can I don't have a, a proper coin, but I can flip a digital coin. <laughs> um, go ahead and call it. Flip a coin. Uh, heads. All right. Preparing to flip. Flipping. Heads. All right. Sweet. So you get to go first. Uh, yeah, which which one do you want to start with here? Um, let's go. Hmm. Let's go chronological. Let's let's start with some fun, uplifting. I like it. Yeah. That's all I'm living for. Yeah. 
amazing. 1979's I Want to Be Your Lover. Yeah. Um, apparently it was uh, his first to go to number one in the R&B chart. Yeah, fair. it's off the second, self-titled second album, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, it's so, so good. And he had to be, he was what, like 19, 18, 19? Oh, wow. I didn't even think about how old he would have been, but yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because I, I remember the story was that like he, he wanted to have already put out some records by then, but the, he was too young and the studios wouldn't like let him have the space. Amazing. Yeah, he, yeah, he must have been like 19. Uh, which would mean he was 18 on For You, the the mm. first album. But yeah, I, it's so catchy, so upbeat, and so cheeky. Yeah, absolutely. I I was I was looking for some trivia on this because you know I'll be honest. The only reason I chose it is because it's a banging pop song. Absolutely, it's really fun. Yeah, it's one of my. Uh, you know, it always goes on my kind of kitchen dance party track list kind of things mm-hmm. um but yeah aside from that don't know much about it but i did find a really funny write-up that said uh unlike his first single soft and wet this one is far more innocent and radio friendly <laughs> like i'm sorry <laughs> innocent if you let it be if you let it be i suppose yeah you just uh yeah, see, uh, I've I've been considering that one for for Project Sabrina, the mixtapes for my my nieces. Mm. But I'm like, I just I know it. Like I hear the only one who makes you come. I hear the beat before running, and then the one you come for. Yeah, and I can't let it go. <laughs> like, but if it's any consolation, I absolutely listened to that song as a child and had no idea. Yeah. It's you know, it's only as an adult I listen back. I know that Prince was a cheeky, sexy man. Yeah. <laughs> that that's what the song is about. But see, yeah, that, I that's what I'm having to remind myself when I'm when I'm coming up against the song where I'm like, oh, I like uh, you shook me all night long, and I'm like, uh. but then I was like, no, I was listening to you shook me all night long at ten or whatever. Yeah. I didn't get she told me to come, but I was already there. No. Also, don't really know what that means. Like, is <laughs> it, that's not much of a brag. It's a, that's a very weird flex. Yeah, super <clears throat> weird. My goodness. Yeah. But uh yeah, so maybe it will be I wanna be your lover. It's just so solid. And it, it sits well in a, a mix, like it goes well to the next track, whatever you do it with. Mm. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this one. Um apparently it was his first song uh that had a music video as well. It's quite a boring oh, well. music video as, as Prince as videos they tend go. To be. In 79, not his, but in, oh, in 79, sure, sure, they tended sure. to be a little dull. Yeah. 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 So oh, that that reminds me, here's, here's a fun uh, uh, resource uh, for the listener. Um, I, there's After Prince died, there was a guy who I'd never heard of, and he's mostly a tech writer. Um, mm. he, he, he has a like a, a website that facilitates writing apps and stuff and that stuff I'm real bored with, but he loves prints. <laughs> and that's how I started following him on Twitter. His name's Anil Dash, A-N-I-L-D-A-S-H at Anil mm-hmm. Dash. And uh, when the Prince estate started putting the music videos up on YouTube, he's got a couple of threads that are huge threads, but there's the the video thread where he, he's going back through all of them and doing little comments on it. Oh, I cool. I will retweet it as the as the podcast. Um, I'm writing it down. 
<laughs> Amazing. Cool. Oh, actually, if I can interrupt, I do have some corrections from the previous episode that I wrote down. Ah, yeah, let's do that before we get into the, the deep, dark depths of Prince. All right. Uh, the town in uh, Troll 2, uh, Nilbog, the church is Porterville, mm-hmm. not uh, Perry. So uh, there's that. Um, I still have not looked up where Brigham City is, and I will not. Um, <laughs> and when Zen, when we were talking about uh, Love Actually, uh, Zen had made the connection of uh, Richard Curtis oh, yeah. through uh, Richard E. Grant uh, being in Love Actually and asked if, if they had meant uh, Bill Nighy, uh, you know, a cantankerous older guy. No, and no, no, no. Who was it? It was Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. <laughs> so. I got my Richards and my Grants confused. <laughs> you mash, mash them all up together. So th- those are my... Those are my corrections. That's all, all I wrote down. Cool. Um, okay, cool. So I will I will also start on the way back. Uh, this is from the third album, Dirty Mind. I love it because it's such a like I'm, I'm thinking about the arrangement of that mm. song and then thinking about, you know, the album 1999 with all like the washes of keyboards and the the drum samples and the, the you know, the the real innovative sort of arrangements that, that we get just two years later. Yeah. And this is drum, bass, guitar, and then that really cool keyboard line on the on the bridge. Um, I guess a lot of people might know it better as a Cindy Lauper song. Yes. Um, I actually don't think I had heard it until after I got dirty mind from the library and was like, this song's awesome. This, <laughs> this bangs. And then I was like, Oh yeah, it's a Cindy Lauper. Hers is all right. I love this one. Well, this is what I was thinking when you were playing the clip is it just, reminded me what I mean obvious but what an amazing writer he was and what a kind of um oh come on brain flexible malleable writer versatile you know versatile that's the word um because yeah you know yes Cindy Lauper recorded that but I could imagine I don't know trying to think of some sort of poppy I don't know like cheap trick maybe or yeah, or even like, I don't know, Shania Twain or something. It's yeah. just got that kind of pop, um, kind of transcends genre. Absolutely. Oh, well, and thinking about the songs that Prince wrote that other people had huge hits with. Mm. Some, like, I I think Sinead O'Connor did a better Nothing Compares to You. Like, it's hard yeah. to, to get up with that. And so it's nice. Not only, like, is he letting these songs go to other artists, 
but also it's okay if they're better, if they do a better yeah. version, that's hey. um, also love how many of the songs go to women, like how many women mm. have good hits with Prince songs. Yeah. I was reading about, um, see, this is where my, my Prince trivia falls short, but his female only band that he had for a while. Uh, Third Eye Girl. Yes. Yeah. Well done. I, I just um, saw a headline about him. So. Ah, nice. Yeah, and it was just kind of um, there were some some little interview clips with some of the people that were in the band and and just how they were talking about, you know, he was kind of ahead of his time in that way, um, just genuinely supportive of women. It wasn't like a you know social responsibility tick box. It was like yeah, he he cared, you know. Yeah, and yeah, always having had. Uh, women in the band, uh, Sheila E and Wendy and Lisa. Mm. Um, yeah, it was the, uh, I mean, thinking about the revolution, that's a, a very diverse group. It's like, you know, Sly and the Family Stone. Yes. Yeah. So that was one thing that was in this interview was that maybe he was trying to emulate that model a little bit. Yeah. That's, it's not a bad one when you've got the, the talent to back up something that ambitious. Mm. yeah for sure um the the other thing um i mean obviously there's the lyric in i would die for you i'm not a woman i'm not a man something you could mm. never comprehend i always it might never understand i forget exactly which yeah. the lyric is but but there's that but then also having a, a wild period in the late 80s where uh you know he recorded the whole black album had a bad drug experience and then wiped the whole black album and did love sexy mm -hmm. instead um so prolific right putting out a lot of work wanted to do an album as a female character called uh camille yeah one or yeah. one or two songs made it onto sign of the times uh but like pitch shifting the vocals he had like this whole thing that that he was planning he had a, mm. a billion things that you know we haven't seen but but that yeah that was another one that, that uh on the on I, the topic I, yeah yeah, I, I was actually listening to, um, oh, what's it called? What If I Was Your Girlfriend? Or oh, If, if, I, was if I Was Your girlfriend. girlfriend, yeah. I think that might be the, the Camille song. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. It's, it's him, you know, singing to, I don't know, a bisexual partner, I guess, saying, what if I was a girl? What if I was your girlfriend? And it's it sounds a bit exploitative, maybe. But actually, if you listen to the lyrics, it's really sweet. It's like... I'd I'd like to help you pick an outfit, not because you can't pick an outfit, but because I think that would be a fun thing for us to do together. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it does. It does actually read a little platonic girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. All right, where do you want to go next? Well, uh, you pick. You pick. Okay. Okay. Let's let's go here. Yeah. Uh. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and motherfucking girls. This is your captain with no name speaking, and I'm here to rock your world with a tale that will soon be classic about a woman you already know. No prostitute, she, but the mayor of your brain. Pussy control. Are you ready?
Now, I appreciate that based on what we were just talking about, you know, newcomers to print might be like, well, that's not very enlightened. That's right. incredibly misogynistic. <laughs> what on earth is going on? However, <laughs> I mean, okay, let's ignore for a second that that's just an amazing kind of... What, the P-Funk very, bop? The P-Funk bop, yeah. yeah. It's just like... Yeah, it's so funky. It's so early mid nineties, you know. Yeah, it's it's definitely new power generation era, very very new jack swing. But totally. But yeah, I had just listened to Mothership Connection a few days ago, and listening to that, I was mm. like, that falls right in on a P funk album. Hmm. Yeah. So, but that yes, the lyrics, the lyrics to this, um, if you if you listen or or, or read them, it's it's actually kind of secretly empowering and kind of like uh, a tonic to the misogynistic hip hop that was coming out at the time. Um, so like there's a lyric that says, listen to the words carefully. They're meant to uplift and enlighten all the members of the female persuasion so that no woman ever becomes a slave. It's like, yes, right on with your feminist self, Prince. The Yeah, the, the verse right after uh, the clip there, she goes on to like, get a degree and hire all her haters and treat them poorly. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. The the poorly named Miss P. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of a, a another tangent to spin down, like what an amazing storyteller Prince was and that so many of his songs kind of build these narratives around these characters that he's made up. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was, when I was kind of like slimming down my top five, yeah, some of them. So like I was thinking about sometimes it snows in April. Yeah. And uh, um, it had actually this week here. Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> oh. But yeah, that, that is a story about, you know, he's, he's lost a friend, um, his friend Tracy, and he's kind of talking about hopefully meeting him in heaven one day. And it just feels so sad, you know, knowing that he then died in April, but oh, yeah, yeah, just these stories that kind of take you somewhere. Well, and, and sometimes it snows in April. Have you seen under the cherry moon? No. So that's from parade, which is the soundtrack to under the cherry moon. That's, uh, mm. and that's what plays over the end credits after Christopher Tracy dies. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did see something that said that, you know, a lot of Prince's hits were from soundtracks to films. Um, but I didn't know that one. There yeah. Um, yeah, that was... Actually, I think I had already seen Under the Cherry Moon before uh, Prince had died. I will go ahead and put it right up next to Purple Rain. It's much less popular. Purple Rain's wow. the only one that's you know, really broken through of the three Prince movies. Mm. But I think Under the Cherry Moon is my favorite. It's it's very ambitious. Prince has a lot of control in it. Um, mm. He's funny. We we forget sometimes Prince is funny. Yeah. There, yeah, it's, I think it's, I think it's great. I like, uh, yeah, I can say I like Under the Cherry Moon just a bit more than Purple Rain. I have 
to confess i've only ever seen purple rain i've not seen graffiti bridge or yeah Yeah, see graffiti bridge for me is is definitely the the godfather three of the group Um, oh okay it's it's kind of a sequel to purple rain prince is playing the kid again um Mm. I, i don't remember a lot about it but if yeah you know, if if you're a new Power Generation fan, and why wouldn't you be? That it is MPG era. Uh, yeah. It's, it's uh, you know got that new Jack swing to it, but yeah, I I fall well. If if you're good on uh, P control, and yeah, we're really earning the explicit tag on this episode, which I appreciate. Um, <laughs> yeah. The speaking of under the cherry moon, I'm going to go with my next one. Yeah, from Parade, soundtrack to Under the Cherry Moon. Um, the last album, I think, officially with The Revolution. Um, yeah, that has, at various points, been my absolute favorite Prince song. With good reason. One of, one of the ones they would play on... I, I had a, a, a short list of songs that I, I got from Magic 93.1, if we're gonna call back to that it was uh i remember hearing kiss obviously you hear little red corvette and raspberry beret uh uh controversy i remember them playing every once in a while which is a wild thing in the middle 90s to to (laughs) think about this pop top 40 slash kind of alternative station playing controversy i don't think they played Mm -hmm. all seven minutes there's probably a single cut but i love that one too um and briefly (laughs) Before I knew any better, "Wishing Well" by Terence Trent Darby. Did, hmm. I, I, thought I thought that, that was, was Prince. a Prince song. And I was like, "This is a good song." Uh, it is. A I good mean, it's song. trying to be a Prince song. If if we can cast that at yeah. Terence, yeah. yeah, I think that's fair. But yeah, I think Prince, uh, not Prince. I mean, we're talking about Prince. Um, Kiss yeah. was probably you know, given our ages, not giving it away too much. Uh, <laughs> kind of um it was it was peak pop culture for us like i'm I'm remembering it was on adverts it was on like a listerine advert oh I wow think. yeah i guess it would um, be yeah. yeah well and then the the tom jones cover yeah and i actually said tom jones instead of tom waits that time but now i'm waiting for <laughs> tom waits to cover kiss you don't have to be <laughs> Me, my girl. Oh my god! <laughs> I can hear it. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah, and I think that goes to the wow. songwriting again. Yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, uh, uh, how much do we need to say about Kiss? It totally stands on its own. Prince can write a song yeah. called Kiss. Kiss could not write write a song for Prince. A horrible false dichotomy. All right. Uh you got a, a preference for the next one? Mm, well, we were just talking about graffiti bridge, so let's thinking. go for yeah. yeah, cool. Graffiti 
say it one of my probably like top three print songs oh wow yeah i really love that when we were talking earlier in the week that was the one that you had locked in for sure Mm. um and and hopefully that was an okay version it's the remix that's on the ultimate collection i do have the regular version that's on very best of but it's a question of file storing and it's what i what i was able (laughs) to get to that's fair. I, yeah, I, I noticed it was a little bit different, but yeah. I I was trying to kind of analyse why I like this song so much and why it's so, or it feels to me so different to other Prince songs. And I couldn't put my finger on it, but once again, I found a quote. Hey. So this was from a 1990 Rolling Stone interview with Prince. And he said... I feel good most of the time, and I like to express that by writing from joy. I still do write from anger sometimes, like Thieves in the Temple, but I don't like to. It's not a place to live. Okay. And I thought that kind of, yeah, that kind of makes sense. This is an angry song. This is about, he thinks he's being cheated on. You know, he thinks his lover is is being deceitful. And you can tell, like, the, the vibe of the song is hurt. Yeah. Um. And I guess, yeah, just because so much of the rest of Prince's catalogue is just so positive and, and, I mean, he touches on some dark issues, sure, but, you know, they are uplifting songs. Um, so I think that's why it feels a bit different to me. Not saying that I love miserable music, right. you know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, just something a bit tonally different. And it's just a great song. Yeah. Um, and it, it does have uh, the vibe. I, I had forgotten about this till we started talking about Thieves in the Temple. Are you mm. at all familiar with Three Chains of Gold, the Prince comic book? No. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I, I bring it up. I don't really have that much to add, but there are, there's, you know, we've got three different Prince comic books there. It's, there's the kid, obviously, but with the long hair, Amazing. that is uh, Graffiti Bridge, the kid. And then yeah. uh, I want to say Love Symbol, Diamonds and Pearls era with the the cloud guitar. This is amazing. Yeah. Are these like official comics? Yeah, these, Did he have anything to yeah, do with them? Yeah, these are from the 90s. They're, they're at the time. They're not in retrospect. Wow. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to look up more about them. It's it's been a while, but yeah, that's the Thieves in the Temple's always given me that three chains of gold vibe, and I don't know much mm. about what that means. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, aside from anything else, we have things like um Indiana Jones and stuff. It's just very evocative of kind of Yeah. You know, mystery action kind yeah, of Yeah, kind of something fun's going on there. Like the uh yeah, so, and something sort of ancient and vaguely uh, North African. Yeah. yeah. There's an adventure to be had, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
All right, let's uh, thieves and temple. Well, I'm looking at what I have that's closest to that. Mm. All right, well let's let's keep it new power. Uh, let's keep it middle nineties. From Love Symbol in 92, possibly peak New Jack Swing Prince. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah, that's <laughs> that's one um, that was introduced to me in kind of a weird way. It wasn't through hearing the song, but mm-hmm. on my mission, one of my mission companions had had the Prince Ultimate collection, and him and his friends had, like, because it's so uh it's so much is what it is it's it's an awful lot happening um and they that's that's what they kind of fell in love with like the gall of this man um yeah to to, i mean that vocal is so intense he's like screaming you know yeah he's and and you know and we talk about writing from a place of anger but there's it's not just the the braggadocio in there there's a, a bit of an edge to it for sure um, yeah, and and the the religious overtones, the mm. something that you know for that just kind of snuck in there, and I was like, wait a minute, he's kind of he's <laughs> putting himself in the creation story. He's he's King David playing to please the Lord uh, as well. So what what year was uh, ninety two? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So just before he dropped the prince. Yeah, yeah, because he he became quite religious, didn't he, in the late nineties? Am I imagining that? No, no, you're not. It's um, I think that was also part of the uh, the black dropping the black album was yeah. kind of because he's always had like this bit of spirituality to to everything. Mm. Um, oh, uh, yeah, that's the future from uh, from Batman. Uh, the world needs spirituality that will last. It's it's always kind of been in there, but there's like waves where it it really comes to the fore. Um, you know where he stopped writing uh, dirty songs for for a bit and performing them live yeah. as well. Yeah, that's true. Who oh who was it? It was like Questlove's mom got <laughs> to meet Prince and had a copy of Dirty Mind, and he's like, oh, I don't sign that one anymore. Oh no! Yeah. I hope he signs something else for her. Yeah, I yeah, I, I I'll hope that too. <laughs> Amazing. So this randomly reminded me of when I was a teenager. Um, I used to read Kerrang magazine. Of course, of course. And they had a feature where they had rock stars write something, and then they had a handwriting analyst like analyze their personality without knowing who it was. Okay. Um, and Dave Grohl, for some reason, they didn't stipulate what they had to write. So oh. <laughs> this isn't, this isn't science. This is, you know. this is rock but anyway. And roll. Yeah. Uh, Dave Grohl for his wrote 
my name is Prince and I am funky. When it comes to funk, I am a junkie. Yes. <laughs> oh, of course. That's so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I Another thing that, that I love, back before the Prince estate was putting, it's hard to find Prince on YouTube. It, it's not nearly so hard now, but it was for a long time, almost impossible to find Prince on YouTube. Um, mm. And so you find stories about Prince. Right. So Dave Grohl's got a great story about uh, jamming with Prince. And then uh, Kevin Smith has, it's like a 20 minute story. He's doing a commencement speech somewhere. And he tells this huge mm. story about uh, Prince wanted him to do some documentary footage. Mm. Uh, like Kevin wanted to use, I think, most beautiful girl in the world in one of his movies. And Prince said no, but kept him in mind to do this other thing. So it's okay. while he's filming, I think, Jersey Girl, he, in the middle of doing that, he flies out to Minnesota, films, it, it's a it's a great little story, um, takes some turns, and it's, you know, he, he's enigmatic, he's got his quirks, we don't always keep right up, so it makes for good, good experience. Absolutely. Uh, there, stories, yeah, yeah, there's some fantastic stories about Prince, like the, the Jimmy Kimmel bowling one, and um, oh, and, uh, Chappelle, the, uh, Charlie <laughs> Murphy, Charlie Murphy, uh, and Prince. Yeah. That I had forgotten about those as well. It's, <laughs> it's wild. Like you come in to do an episode about Prince and you're like, okay, well there's, there's, you know, the couple of things and all these other things keep coming out for, yeah. you know, an artist who never had a video game. That's, that's yeah. one thing. <laughs> that was probably in development <laughs> knowing how uh, tech forward he was um, selling crystal ball on the website. Um, you know, first artist to, to do that. Like, okay, yeah, you can only mm -hmm. buy this through the website and, and to not just like have the album only available that way, but it's a three disc set to have mm -hmm. that much music available to, to put that limitation on and make available. Um, kind of surprised now thinking about it. There wasn't a, a video game. Yeah. I mean, not a lot of musicians get their, get their video games. There's Michael Jackson's, uh, Moonwalker and, uh, yep. Aerosmith's Revolution X. <laughs> what was David Bowie's one? Nomad Soul. Or oh something? yeah. Omicron Nomad Soul. That's right. Yeah. That was awful. And, uh, you know, Trent Reznor <laughs> did the music for Quake. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know though. I kind of I can kind of imagine with Prince and I'm completely projecting here. I have no idea. Uh -huh. Um that he probably didn't like computer games. I can't imagine they were his vibe like. Yeah. It it doesn't I don't know. seem how he would choose to to recreate. You know, he's he's mm. he's a basketball guy. We know he plays or uh, he rides bicycles around Minnesota. So he's yeah. It's not a very active or creative medium necessarily. Oh, you've just made me think. Was the Jimmy Kimmel thing ping pong? I rather than bowling. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't think I've heard that one. Mm, it was just one of those things where, like, you know, Prince rang him and said, "I want to go play ping pong," and he had to drop everything because it's like I only get this opportunity yeah. once. You know? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's it for my name is Prince. Uh, yep. Oh, I I did uh, 
so there's a staff car at work that's got a CD player and I didn't care for the one CD that was in there and I made a, a mix. That's got my name as Prince on it. Nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you are up. We've got two left. Uh, we can go movie soundtrack again or uh, the other one. The other one also on the Focus Jams mixtape. Nice. Ooh, choices, choices. Let's go for the movie soundtrack. Okay, I like it, because I've got one from there as well. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence? Obviously, uh, from the 1989 Batman soundtrack. Which, yeah, which is, I mean, those had to have been my first two Prince songs that I, I really knew. The mm. was, uh, Party Man and, and Trust. You can hear a little bit of the future at the beginning, but it's not it's not very prominent. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of... Uh, silly trivia around this one as well um i think the thing that cinched it for me for putting this on my top five oh. was the video oh yeah um, it's just nuts it's for some reason prince and all his like you know lackeys uh -huh. in the video have this like half joker makeup on so it's like are they referencing two-face i don't know yeah. um some crazy like Jonestown rave kind of thing going on. Uh, there's people in the fish tanks. It's all. It, it, it's doesn't all Weird Al show up? There's like a Weird Al cameo. Or Is that? Do you know what? I, I literally Al, possibly. Oh, I literally watched it this morning, and I can't remember that. Which and it's interesting for to to have Weird Al there and to have never given Al the the go ahead for a parody. Mm, yeah. so, but I think it's kind of a either an acknowledgement, like listen, I still respect your work, but don't parody mine, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but the yeah, the half Joker makeup is. Uh, mm. I think that's the character Gemini. Okay. Like his own character. If you watch the Bat Dance video, it's it's much more prevalent, mm. and also referenced in the Hot Chip video for Ready for the Floor. Amazing. Yeah. All the trivia. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> that's a, that's a great video as well. Um, yeah. Not the least uh, because, I mean, it's a strong Prince reference throughout. So weird. So the, the thing that I, another thing that I really enjoyed about this song uh, from the same 1990 Rolling Stone interview that I was reading, uh -huh. um, 
Prince said that he had never met or he hadn't met Jack Nicholson. Um, he only met him once on the set of Graffiti Bridge. Um, Which was, I think, the so year he, after Batman. I think that was 1990. Uh, okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> but he said that uh, Nicholson reminded him of Morris Day, the lead singer of the okay. time. That... <laughs> Okay, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Um, the same swag. Yeah, and I love... Uh, oh, if uh, listeners, if you don't know the, the story, how Prince became the soundtrack to the first Batman movie, uh, Tim Burton had a couple Prince songs as placeholders for the uh, parade scene and the uh, museum scene. I think he had mm. 1999 for one of them. And he asked Prince, hey, can we use these songs? And he said, no, let me write you some. And then Amazing. there's not just the eight or nine songs on the, the Batman album, but also the Scandalous Sex EP. Like Scandalous, not just a, released as a single, but a full EP. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, that seemed always one of the highlights of the movie for me. Like as a kid. We, you know, when you're starting your VHS collection in the early '90s, that was one of them that we had. Probably mm. a promotional copy from, <laughs> like, McDonald's had a promotion. I know our Indiana Jones movies came from that. Like, you can really you get you can buy a VHS tapes from McDonald's. Yeah, like at, at a much cheaper rate because VHS was very expensive at the start. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, these like for maybe just 20 bucks, we got the Indiana Jones. And I think that's also where we got Batman at a mm. the VHS copy also had a big Diet Coke commercial. They both did Diet Coke commercial at the beginning of Batman and Diet Coke commercial at the beginning, at least of Last Crusade. Makes sense. McDonald's, yeah. you know, there's that link. Crazy. Um. Yeah, but uh, yeah, my my kind of final thought on that is if you've not seen the video, do watch it. Um, you can watch Prince. Hmm, how do I describe this? Kind of getting a bit frisky with a piano. Yeah, that's in there too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and in in between this and and my next one, I'll I'll definitely recommend the video for Bat Dance. Mm. I, I can't say Bat Dance is my favorite song on the record, but I'm glad it's there and does what it does and has a, a six-minute music video for it as well. Yeah. Um, but while we're in 1989, I'll go with my next one. And now it's time for who do you trust? Hubba 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 money, money, money. Who do you trust me? I'm giving away free money. And where is the Batman? So a great, a great thing about the early 90s, the, I guess that's late 80s, um, to have 
been a child at that era, I knew Jack Nicholson as the Joker and as nothing else. So it was not weird for me to see Jack Torrance in this clown makeup and purple suit. That's simply who that was. He's the Joker that didn't Mm. have a mustache under his uh, face paint. Uh, On a similar note, I knew Dustin Hoffman as Captain Hook. That is what I knew Dustin Hoffman from. So to see him as, you know, just regular American Dustin Hoffman and something else, I was like, oh, Oh, that's, that's weird. It was, yeah. <laughs> what a regular looking man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Trust, it's solid. Um, I took, uh, so when, in the Prince mixes uh, in the 2016, I was coming up against the problem of a Prince song that I really, really liked, but the mixtape is not for somebody I should put something that sexual on for. Uh, And so I took the title, not that type of party for a much cleaner playlist. Um, And then Mm -hmm. I did have a friend volunteer. He's like, listen, if you got the, the, the dirty Prince songs, that's my, that's my playlist. All, all the dirty ones. Amazing. And I, I was, I had four songs locked in. Uh, and then this morning I went to pull a clip from human body and I was like, it's not the human body this time. It, it, it wasn't as, as weird as I remember it. Uh, it's mm. a song from Emancipation. Uh, it's a dance, not like a straight ahead electronic dance number. But uh, he uses samples like the scene in Ferris Bueller's Day Off where he's got his keyboard and he does the cough sounds. It's a lot like yeah. that. There's even a sniffle in there. <laughs> and the, the way I remembered it, it was built fully on those sort of samples, but there's like a regular beat to it. And it's not as um, esoteric as all that. Um, mm. So when that fell through and I still had spots, of, do I go dirty? Do I go jack you off or head or uh, <laughs> dirty mind? I didn't. But that that was almost on the table. Um. Hmm. Oh, and the, the Batman soundtrack. Let's let's wrap up Batman real quick. Uh, after Prince's Super Bowl halftime in yeah. 2006, no, 2007, it would have been January 07, I immediately went out and bought the Batman soundtrack. Because I, I was like, well, I need to buy a Prince album. I don't know where to start, honestly. Could have been Purple Rain. There's an easy answer. You buy Purple Rain. But I was like, no. It's Batman because I love Batman. Um, yeah, so that was that was my first buying a Prince album for myself was right after that Super Bowl went right out for it. Amazing. I'm I'm almost I mean, I'm not surprised because it's you, but <laughs> I was gonna say I'm almost surprised you didn't go for Purple Rain, because that Super Bowl Purple oh, Rain man. performance is I I'm it will live as one of the greatest halftime performances. Yeah. That's Ever. that's tough to top. Mm. Yeah, oh, Lady Gaga was a great halftime. Um, yeah, I liked Madonna quite a bit. I thought that had a lot going for it. Uh, but mm. yeah, it's it's gonna. I'm gonna have to stand up for the the Prince halftime, and in the middle of a, a sequence of pretty boring halftimes, like the Who mm. was the Who was not a good performance. 
Um, apparently they had not had time to, uh, do much rehearsal. Uh, Roger <laughs> Daltrey looked so like, like he looked like his back hurt. Like he was standing in a very, oh. I, I know how he's standing. I've stood like that. I've stood like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. And then, yeah. So my, my friend and I got to see the who on, on a tour and they were great. So well, that's good. I, in defense of the who. Let's hope they were just having a bad day. But what a day to have a bad right. day on, yeah. you know? And that, that actually reminds me of, uh, I forget what I was looking up Led Zeppelin for, but I, I always kind of, in my head, I think I've got the year wrong. I think Keith Moon died in 79, um, but John Bonham died in 80. So before I was mm-hmm. born, end of a decade, and Led Zeppelin said, well, that's it, we're done. And then the Who kept plugging on for a couple of albums. Um, mm. And I, I, you forget that Led Zeppelin did reunite in 85 for Live Aid and yeah. it was not good. Uh, they did some shows in the, in the 2000s. Yeah. I remember, well. I remember that uh, like they put out a, a live album and a, uh, the, there was the mothership and how the West was one. And I forget what the gimmick was on, on some of those, but there was one of them was definitely like a three disc mm-hmm. live album and they, they toured again. Um, but for the live aid show, they had two drummers and one of them was Phil Collins mm-hmm. who had not really had a chance to rehearse with them. Like they didn't rehearse very much and then Phil didn't rehearse at all. So <laughs> like it, they aren't, they aren't on the live aid DVD. If you buy it, that performance is uh, clipped out. They did three songs. It just didn't. Yeah. That bad, huh? Oh, so yeah. Halftime. <laughs> All mm. right. Uh, do you want, yeah, you want to do your last one? Last, but by no means least. So that's from 1991's Diamonds and Pearls. Um, another sexy yep. one. <laughs> uh, so I chose that because that's one of my sister's favorite Prince songs. And like I said, she's and a big she, Prince Yeah, she's fan, the Prince so. one. Mm, yeah, I feel almost feel a little bit disingenuous talking about Prince when I know that <laughs> I know someone else who uh, knows and and can talk about him but um yeah so a little bit of trivia apparently that was his last number one yeah. in 1991 uh, and it was also his only number one uh that was not associated with a film oh wow hmm. so that would mean the raspberry beret and little red corvette and 1999 never hit wow. i guess so Hmm. Or they had some film connection that I'm not familiar with. 
Mm. Well, Raspberry Beret would be from Purple Rain. Uh, it's it? the the album after. It's on Around the World in a Day. Ah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. I don't know then. And, I mean, UK charts, US charts could be. Mm. Oh, I, I think that was from a US. Um, I was looking on Diffuser FM. Hmm. Yeah, they'd probably be going off, the, off of the billboard. That's interesting. That's weird. Mm. Like I, I get that being like the last number one because after that it goes mm. into kind of the the 90s was kind of a wilderness. That's the artist formerly known as Prince Era that's leaving Warner Brothers and yeah, really fighting upstream for a lot of the exposure uh, that he got mm. after that. Well, I mean, and and you know, we, we've jumped around a little bit chronologically, mm. but. You know, things like P Control, that was never no, going to get to number no. one, was it? You know, <laughs> that, uh, so the gold experience, that's an interesting one. Because um, mm. I remember yeah, it would have been, I guess, 95. I was thinking 94, but 94, 95. Uh, my family, we stayed up until midnight to watch the first music video on VH1 UK. Okay. And would you guess which song from the gold experience it was? Oh, I don't even know what the singles were. I mean, Gold feels like the biggest pop Yeah, song. it was Dolphin. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that was our reaction as well. <laughs> like, all right, I, I mean, Prince, but I don't know this song. It's If I came back as a dolphin, mm. would you listen to me then? And so I always had that song as like, okay, well, this is an, uh, a Prince song of note, at least for this reason, but I have never seen anybody else make reference to uh, to Dolphin. No, that's great yeah. trivia, though. That's uh, very random. But yeah, kind of jumping back to, to oh, what yeah. we were talking about, about his, his songwriting, how a lot of his songs, you listen to it and you think, I can imagine loads of other artists singing this. I, I feel like that with Gold. Oh, like, yeah. It's such a pop song, it almost doesn't sound like Prince. Like I was trying to think who I could imagine singing that. I, I just don't know. It's just like, it's just so poppy, yeah. so catchy, you know. And a gold, that's also one of those with like that spirituality to it. Like it's, it's yeah. a little more vague there, but it's definitely kind of like the theme, like it's very philosophical to it climbing mountains yeah and... the whole like uh, everyone wants to sell so, what's already been yeah. sold everyone wants to tell what's already been told it's yeah it's quite yeah what's a what's the point of burning if you ain't gonna break the mold hmm yeah um yeah that that was almost on that i almost pulled gold for mine um mm. so in college small town in in central utah called called ephraim had a, a thrift store and it was small local thrift store, just stuff from, from town. Uh, and they had an interesting music selection is you could tell when like, th at least this is the story in my head. Uh, you could tell <laughs> when somebody went on a mission and their mom went through their room and got rid of all their M&M CDs. No. So, oh, you'd be so yeah. gutted coming back to that. Just like all you? of a sudden, like, Oh look, it's the chronic. That's a that's a big name album <laughs> yeah. for this thrift store. I, I bet I know how that yeah. got there. But they had the gold experience there. The whole time uh. I was there and I was like, should I get that Prince album? 
and uh, I I kept hesitating because I was like, because it's it's. I mean, we listened to that first song. That might have been more than I was able to handle at in two thousand three. <laughs> um, so it, it it was always there, and then the then they closed, and I never got that chance. And it was, I think is out of print. Um, I nice. I did just buy it on iTunes this morning to get that clip uh, that we played. So I, I have it now, but I could have had it on CD that whole time. That's that really makes me laugh that there was just this cd sitting there for no one was going to buy it except yeah. maybe you and you didn't get a yep. chance it's quite sad um but about cream uh mm. so i posted i think i may have posted it as um the the show's uh facebook page i posted a, a video of uh sometimes it snows in april and i was going to do the regular one but i saw this live one i was like oh let's do that and it's just Prince mm. and a guitar in a live setting. And it's not much of the song. He's just kind of having fun around it. But YouTube, the next video mm. YouTube suggested was Cream from that same set. And he mm. does let us know that he wrote that uh, looking in the mirror. Okay. So so he's he's the one where there's nobody better. Uh, see, I always i I heard it as like he was being a really encouraging yeah. lover, and it, there is that read to it as well. But but I like I actually genuinely like like oh, he, recognizing a, a bit of that. It doesn't come off that braggy. It feels like yes, like it's it feels even like if it's one singing to oneself, very motivational. More than yeah, it's like an affirmation. Yeah. Not not putting anybody down by it necessarily, but but helping yeah. build oneself up. Um, but okay. yeah, if we're, if we're finishing off with sexy songs, this is my last one here. River gates, knock on the door. Put your clothes in the pile on the floor. Take your pink from the Japanese robes and sandals. Drink champagne from a glass with chocolate hand rolls. Don't you wanna come? 31, 21, gonna be so much fun. 31, 21, that's what a party be. 31, 21, you can come if you want to, but you can never leave. There, there's something about uh, the opening track to a Prince album. I, 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 mm. I, I can't say necessarily it's it's universal, but um, let's go crazy starts off the album. Yeah. Uh, oh, I've lost all my examples. I mean, Pussy Control. That's track one on Gold. I mean, you know, he went in strong, set a yep. tone. You knew what you were Absolutely. getting. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It. Uh, oh, I think I want to be your lover was track one on the self-titled yeah so starting the album and 3121 so that was my first experience with uh i I, what what i think i'll call modern prints like post 2000 Mm -hmm. uh salt yeah is that musicology yeah it's the one after musicology like right right i'm trying to remember just picture the the covers you know yeah musicology is prints against like a uh like a marble sort of background um, mm. 
yeah, in 3121, it's like gold and princes on the cover in black. Um, yeah. Yeah. That one I got from the Salt Lake Library when I was living in Salt Lake. And I was like, well, this and the way it jumps off, the rest of the album's okay. Black Sweat is an absolute highlight. Uh, yeah. But starting off with 3121, it's so weird, so <laughs> sexy. Um, it's mm-hmm. got the, the slidey slinky bass and, and just setting up that fun little sex party at 3121, which wasn't even that. So, so 3121 was a, a house he was renting from, uh, an NBA player. That right. was not the address. You would assume it was 3121, whatever street. No, I, mm. I, I actually don't know where 3121 came from, but. No, well, I had a unpleasant thought while we were just listening to that clip that it's maybe. I don't uh, no, that's, I'm sure that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, may, maybe he's saying he's thirty-one and they're twenty-one in terms of age. Oh, no, that doesn't yeah, I don't, feel right. I don't, I don't think that's in there. But uh, nah. but yeah, I, I love the like eyes wide shut. Except Eyes Wide Shut is is dark and and questionable. This just sounds fun and weird. Like it's it's very encouraging. Yeah. You're being absolutely welcomed. You've got you know champagne from a glass with chocolate handles. It's it's <laughs> yeah. a fun little weird sex party that that's being thrown for you. I mean, you know, if if I was ever to go to a sex party in my life. I think you could do worse than go to one thrown yeah. by Prince. I mean, he's, you know? I can't imagine he's anything less than a stellar host. Um, <laughs> yeah. Although we, we do know one thing. We know he doesn't serve ribs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. My yeah. one get off reference. It was all. Eh, no, I didn't even think about get off on here. Could have been. Mm. That's a That's a great one. That's a fun a fun dirty one so i kind of had in my head that you might pick what's it called starfish starfish and coffee. coffee yeah maple syrup and jam yeah yep it's just so like innocently yeah. absurd it's it's that's a sweet one he did that one on uh, muppets tonight oh i i almost thought it was sesame street but absolutely wouldn't right. be sesame street would it <laughs> Yeah, that, I, I I remember I would have watched it when it happened because I loved Muppets Tonight. I thought it was I thought it was great uh, mm. the short little run it had. But uh, yeah, you can find clips from Prince on on Muppets Tonight, and it's again a reminder. Prince is funny. Yep, he's he's got jokes. Yeah. So yeah, when I was doing a bit of reading, um, have you ever seen his cameo on New Girl? I- no, I know he did it, but I, I haven't. I haven't watched those. Mm. I I was just quite surprised to find out that that was completely his idea. Like he was a big fan of yeah. the show, and he's like, "Yep, I'm going to be on the show. <laughs> You're going to make that happen." Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's he's not afraid because he knows kind of the the vibe he has around himself. He's maybe not quite approachable, mm. so he he has made sure to invite himself where where he might be wanted because no one's no one's I mean, gonna hey, say you know what i think prince would do this 
totally. But do you know what? That's that's a pretty good mantra for yeah. life. Like, don't don't wait for people to to invite you to do the things you want to do. Just do them. <laughs> Unless those yeah. things are bad, in which yeah. case, just do them, do them with consent. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I feel pretty good about that round of... Uh... We got five zones stuck on my Five zones What a surprise We got five zones My favorites are not Five zones That's all we got We got five um, I, I do have... Uh, this is sort of sort of thing probably would have normally gone at the beginning of the episode, but I I've got a, a little clip here. Um, it was an ad uh, that played on a podcast that I listened to the other day, and I just I need everybody to know. There was this guy who became insanely popular. Everybody started following him. He got thousands of likes. One day he called many of his followers out, accused them of being hypocrites. They got angry called him an extremist, said he shouldn't be allowed to share his views. They would stop at nothing to shut him up. So they did what they had to do. They nailed him to a cross. Jesus was canceled. He gets us, all of us. Visit hegetsus.com. Jesus was canceled. Jesus was canceled. Jesus was canceled. Yeah, I as soon as that started, is it got there was this guy who became insanely popular, and I was like, "Oh, this is Jesus." I know, I know that youth pastor (laughs) voice. I know where this is going. He wow. Do you know what that's giving me? Do you remember there was that meme about the youth pastor who had like pasta two thousand dollar trainers, like trying to look really cool Uh down with the kids, you know. $2,000 $2,000 trainers and like fancy jeans and a shirt and I don't know, just, uh, I can't remember who it was. But. Yeah. I know. I, I just, I love the, the youth pastor voice. You know, who else was canceled? Jesus was canceled. <laughs> yeah. He gets us because we've all been canceled. We've all been canceled. canceled. We've, <laughs> yep. He got, Thousands of likes. No, that wasn't a thing. No, he didn't. He did not get those. That's not. No, no. Jesus was canceled. I'm just imagining. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever made that is so pleased with themselves. We're going to get through to the kids with this one. This is it. We've done it. There's no hesitance in that that copy. They're just like, yeah, this is absolutely. It, and I'm sure like time immemorial, like in the eighties, they did like the exact same thing, but without likes or what, whatever it would have been in the eighties. Jesus said, no, yeah. to I don't know. <laughs> you know, who else said relax? Yeah. Jesus was canceled. So sorry about your Easter, everybody, but, uh, Jesus was canceled. Uh, okay yeah that's a fun five songs for prince um check us out check us out there's nothing to check out on the twitter just follow us and and uh, we'll post some things sometimes if you're not subscribed to the show you'll get a notice usually um but uh yeah i i post polls uh on the face not on the facebook uh on the twitter a fair amount 
Um, if yeah, if you got opinions, let us know. The DMs are open. Uh, you can find our link tree if you go to our Twitter bio. Um, the Twitter is at IISPod. Yeah, and the Instagram is IISPodcast. That's right. So, yeah. yeah, that's it. You have anything you've been watching? Anything to promote? Um, Just to say, if you are spending the evening with friends or family and someone suggests that you watch the film Tatain. Ooh, not a party do film. Do not do it. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I've been wanting to watch that one. I, I haven't seen uh, her previous film, Raw? Raw. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I, it's it's on the list. It's I, I kind of know going into it the vibe to expect. It's not an easy watch. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I even, I I had heard a program on the radio kind of roughly outlining what, to expect and even so um yes oh yeah um i oh i want to say uh if you have the chance to see everything everywhere all at once uh at the at the cinema it's definitely something that benefits from a big screen it's available some places in imax Mm. it's probably a great imax experience but yeah it's it is everything everywhere all at once um, it's like uh, it's like if the 2001 Jet Li film The One came to us from a timeline in which it was a better movie. <laughs> is what that Aww. movie's like. No shade to Jet Li. Um, oh, no, none at all. But that's a bad movie. That was the first yep. time I saw Jason Statham and did not know what to make of his accent. Because I think he was playing American. <laughs> uh... And I was like, oh, what? Could you not afford Bruce Willis? Probably not, but oof. Um, and then uh, Severance on Apple TV Plus. Yeah, everyone keeps telling me to watch this. Um, um, yeah, I'm only two and a half episodes in, but it's it's the type mm. of weird that I love. And uh, so, uh, yeah, Pete Holmes said, if this had come out in 2011. It would have been on the cover of Time magazine, but there's just so much TV now that's amazing. It's it's hard to get in there. Nice. Well, there you go. Two things to watch, one thing not to watch. Yep. <laughs> All right. And as always. Jesus was canceled. 